the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we are serving in Wesley Chapel in Tampa and Brandon in our newest location in St. Pete along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation. We're honored to serve the listening audience of Tampa Bay's Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we thank you, Father, for what you are doing in our lives. We thank you for correcting us. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for anointing us to your service. We thank you for the people in our lives. We thank you for the love you've placed in our heart. We just are thankful. And we're thankful for your word. And may your word go deep within us and change us. And, and let us truly be your disciples, your Talmudim. So we bless you. We honor you. And we pray that this program will be... Uh, just something that brings you tremendous glory. We love you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, good morning, good morning. It is wonderful to speak to you all again. And, and uh, you know, sometimes I wish we would be able to have uh, a dialogue so that we could get some of your opinions, too. Of course, you know, if you emailed me, we could have a dialogue and you could... Uh, uh, I could put your questions or thoughts into the program, so feel free to do that at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Um, you know, last week we started talking about a very important subject. I think it's a critical subject. It's correction. It's important because all of us will correct other people, and we will all be corrected. But also, it's important because it's something that the enemy uses tremendously. Uh, and, and you know, everyone can get offended pretty easily when they have been corrected. Wouldn't you agree? But correction should bring growth in the person who is being corrected. So correction has got to be an important part of being a believer. It's part of our growth. So let's continue talking about correction, and uh, let's look at some rules. Let's be practical uh, <laughs> right now, and uh, let's look at some rules about how to correct. So 
Number one. You got your pencil and paper together? Because I'm going to give you a number of them. Everything must show love at all times. I mean, that's, would you call that a no-brainer? Yeah. Um, because love never fails. We see that in 1 Corinthians 13.8. But we know that God says the most important two commandments is to love God and love our neighbor. And, and, and so everything must be done in love. This is what I would call the highest commandment in a sense. Uh, and and so if we are not doing that, we're just clanging cymbals. Secondly, I believe we are to begin with something positive. Now, you got to be careful here because this can sound very contrived and it can sound like, okay, let me say something nice to you before I lower the boom. And that's not really what I'm talking about. But I, I do believe that we, we have to be in relationship with people we correct. And we have to have uh, something that uh, is positive um, before we speak about correction. Uh, in Ephesians 1.15, it says this, Therefore, ever since I heard of you, your trust in the Lord Yeshua and of your love for the Kiddushim or the holy ones or the anointed ones or the believers, the, uh, never, I never stop giving thanks for you as I mention you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, our glorious Father, may give you spiritual wisdom and revelation in knowing him. Now, that's pretty positive, wouldn't you say? And that's encouraging, and aren't you feeling good if I said that to you? In verse 18, right afterwards, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches, richness of his glorious inheritance in the Kiddushim, or again, the holy ones, the believers, and what is his exceedingly great power towards us who keep trusting him in keeping with working of his mighty strength. Now, I wonder, that could be a correction, or it just could be a further statement. But it was said so positively that, you know, I'm not sure how to take that. But he's saying, I pray that your eyes, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Well, so I guess my eyes are not enlightened. But again, the way it's spoken of, it's hard to take offense, but it is something to think about. And that's really what we want to see in correction. Number three, whatever we use in correction, be ready to give a solid example. You know, oh boy, I don't even know how to get into this. But uh, a few months ago, I was corrected by literally a group of people, but only two came to me, but it was for a group. And honestly, to this day, I still am not sure I understand the correction, and I've prayed about it, thought about it, and, you know, worked on it. But um, there were no solid examples. These were just feelings. And uh, it was very hard for me to change anything or to do anything or to ex even accept it because there weren't solid examples. So... It's important, I believe, 
to give a solid example when you are correcting. So that's number three. Number four, try not to use words that will expand your point. (laughs) Every time you try and explain your explanation, you probably are going to get into trouble. So as an example, if I said to you, you know, when you talk, you are extremely impatient. Now, that might be true. But don't you think impatient is strong enough? Let me try it on you. When you talk, I find you impatient. Isn't that strong enough? Now, you might end up arguing over the word extremely. And that's not the point. The point is they're impatient. But you have put in an extra word so they, they really understand how impatient they are. And so now you are arguing over, what, what do you mean by extremely? <laughs> okay. Number five, try not to use other people in your correction. In other words, when you give examples, I, I mentioned that you should give rock-solid examples. Just let it be from your own experience. Scripture is fairly clear that if somebody else has a problem, then they should go directly to that person. So I'm assuming that when you are correcting, you are correcting because of something that you have experienced. So you should go directly to that person and not mention, again, don't try and strengthen it. Other people really agree with me. No, (laughs) that's just inflammatory. It's going to get into other arguments. The question is, what did this person do that you either heard or, or directly or experienced so that you can help this person grow? Remember what we said about correction. Correction should bring growth in the person who is being corrected. Doesn't that make sense? Okay. So that was number five. Number six. Oh, and by the way, you know, one of the things that I try and do when I'm in a situa- situation of correction, oftentimes people are repeat offenses because that's sort of the way they are, you know. And one of the things I try and do, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you an example from the last five minutes of our talk. <laughs> and and they're, they're surprised because they have no idea that within the past five minutes, they did the very thing that I'm trying to correct. But it often happens that way. Number six, do not broad brush a person or a group. Oh, all believers are hypocrites. That's not the way to start correction. You're a hypocrite. You're a believer. All believers are hypocrites. No, 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 no. However, when we have, uh, when we feel we have something to speak about a group of people, then we can soften it by saying, I've found that even some believers are hypocrites. Okay. Well, that, that, that makes a little more sense. But when you use the word all or when you make it sound like you're talking broad brush and all, uh, it, it becomes an area of argument. And, and again, you are not accomplishing God's will. You're not accomplishing even your own will. 
Is your own will to make people feel bad? No. Your will is to grow them so that they can be better, right? So in that vein, number seven is try and stay away from trigger words like always. You always do this, and it irritates me so much. I mean, just in that statement, there are a number of errors. For instance, you could say, you know, sometimes I find you irritating and, and you know, uh, and just leave it at that. I mean, that's strong enough, don't you think? <laughs> but we, we just get wrapped up in our correction and understand that when we get to Galatians 6.1, it is the key verse for me in regards to correction. But we'll get to there, there in a moment. Let me finish number eight. And my last suggestion to you about correction is let us correct others as we would want to be corrected. So let's say you had somebody who you felt was extremely impatient and you wanted to correct them. So now think of yourself as impatient. What makes you impatient? And how would you like somebody to correct you in that? And there you have a good understanding. Always remembering that correction should bring growth in people who are being corrected. That is what we are trying to achieve. We're trying to achieve growth. So one of the responses I've received about being this careful when you correct is they, they're going to be upset no matter what I say. So can I just say it? <laughs> you can, but I don't believe that's God's best. I, I, and you have to ask yourself, do you want God's best? So I'm not afraid of people being upset with me. But when they are upset with me, I want to be in a position of righteousness and holiness. Do you? <laughs> and so I'm seeking God's position trying to leave my own emotions aside. This is so critical in correction. You know, I, look, I, I, I'm a rabbi. People are upset with me every day. <laughs> you know, I make decisions people don't like. It's okay. But I try and do it with tremendous love and compassion and caring. And even that doesn't work sometimes, but then I have to give it to God, right? Okay, so I, I really want you to understand. Look, let people be upset with me, not because I was offensive. I don't want them to say that I was offensive, but rather they just disagree with my position. That's fine. There's a big difference there. When people find you offensive, they will switch the subject, and it will be about you. So let's use another example. You're correcting your child so that they will clean up after themselves. You, you look at their room, and, <laughs> and you're not happy. So you say to them, you are so unorganized. I can't believe you don't see how messy you have left your room. In fact, your room is always a mess. Now clean it up. <laughs> okay, so honestly, the kid has a number of things that they could be saying to you. Now, they shouldn't and they won't probably, but the way to 
have said that would be, hey, Johnny, your room's a mess. Clean it up and just leave it at that. That is that is correction. That is nice. And that is clear. But when you say you are so or unorganized, you're attacking poor Johnny. And I can't believe you don't see how messy your room is, is assuming that he doesn't see it. So he can say, I, I'm picturing what he'll say back to you. Oh, I see it. Then your next thing is, so why don't you do something about it? And you're already engaged in a fight that's not correction. In fact, your room is always a mess. I always, Every day I have to come in and tell you. That's not really true. It's not. And even if it was every day. So has what you've been doing worked? Just say, hey, Johnny, your room's a mess. Don't come out until it's cleaned up. That's simple. No histrionics. Nothing angry. Just do it. Your response will be way better. So the point is to win. I mean, don't we all want to win? And when we correct, we want other people to understand and possibly even agree with our position. So winning is when they desire to say, you know, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry. I want to change that. If you don't get that kind of response, then maybe you are either wrong about correcting them or wrong about how you corrected them. Because I think in general... Most of the people we deal with, their heart is good. A couple of the best scriptures to make this point is, I love Proverbs 15.2. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable. I mean, just think about that a second. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable. So if you're not getting your point across, you are not being wise. It could be because you're emotional. It could be because you're angry. It could be for a lot of reasons. But the tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable. Okay? But the fool uh, the mouth of fools spouts folly. Okay. Proverbs twelve eighteen. There is one who speaks rashly, like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Whoa. (laughs) Do you bring healing with your tongue, your correcting tongue? Oh, my goodness. You can use this in any relationship with your family, with your neighbor, with your employer. We does. Here's the question. If you are representing Yeshua, the Messiah, is your tongue bringing healing? That's a simple question. Don't give me all this stuff. Answer yes or no. <laughs> and you know what I would say? If it doesn't, if it doesn't bring healing, then just say no and I'm going to work on it. Okay. <laughs> Rather, you know, always ask yourself, did my correction bring healing? Did my correction bring a different result? Okay. Now, let's look at Hebrews 3.12. Take care, brethren, that none of you has an evil heart of of unbelief that falls away from the living God. 
but encourage one another day by day, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, if your tongue does not bring healing, then you might be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And the reason I say that is because oftentimes sin is so deceitful that we don't know we're sinning. We just think we are giving correction, and that's not a sin. But the way we do it can be sinful to God, because God has a very high standard. And we need to find out what his standard is and follow his standard. We want to make sure that our hearts have not been hardened, because that is that would be a terrible thing. Wouldn't you agree? We need to try and figure out how to make even our correction encouraging. Maybe we could define correction as urging people towards holiness and excellence. Would that help you? Let me say that again. A new definition of, in, of, of encouraging or even correcting people with an encouraging way would be to urge them towards holiness and excellence. Urge them towards holiness and excellence. Don't you like that? Don't you want to urge people towards holiness and excellence? Hopefully your urging is encouraging. I mean, as we look at Scripture, we see Ephesians 4.29, which says, let no harmful word come out of your mouth, but only, only, what is beneficial for building others up according to the need, so that it gives grace to those who hear it. Do not grieve the Ruach HaKodesh of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Wow, does this mean that when we don't speak in this way, we are grieving the Holy Spirit? Hmm. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and quarreling, and slander, along with all malice. Instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God in Messiah also forgave you. Wow, no harmful words. Well, let's finish today with my favorite scripture having to do with correction. Galatians 6, 1 and 2, brethren, If someone is caught doing something wrong, you who are directed by the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness, looking closely at yourself, so you are not tempted also. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the total of Messiah, the Torah, the law of Messiah. So, consider this as you go on your day. And I would just say that uh, this really is, in my opinion, the heart of Messiah. And don't you want to have 
the heart of Messiah? Don't you want to be, have people say to you, wow, I see that you are really fi- filled with the Spirit of God. Well, at this time, we have to close. Email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Uh, please consider supporting this program. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. She'll be happy to tell you how to contribute to this radio program. And let me say this, as I do each week. May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.